SpongeBob popsicles no longer have gumball eyes. Pizzas now have pickles on them. And Paris, I'm pretty sure the world is headed very much in the wrong direction. Did AI write this? No, this is very real. <laughs> this is what's on tap. From the GBH Newsroom in Boston, I'm Paris Halston. And I'm Jeremy Siegel. Honestly, it is an idea bad enough for AI. Two childhood staples, SpongeBob popsicles and Pizza Hut pizzas, are both changing, in my opinion, very much for the worse. We will have more on that in just a minute, but first. We are continuing to monitor the effects of the wildfires up in Canada that are blowing smoke over uh, all over the Northeast. We know that air quality alerts are in effect for much of the Commonwealth. The worst of, the, uh, of where this is being felt is in the western part of the states closer to New York. And if you go on down that, uh, that part of the, the country, you can see in New York City, there's a thick layer of haze. Philadelphia is dealing with that. We were hearing earlier on NPR that flights are being suspended or grounded. Um, yeah, flights to Philadelphia. Visibility has is decreased. I was looking at Logan Airport. There are 45 delays this morning. Unclear how many of them might be due to visibility issues. At least one flight to Philly is uh, delayed this morning. Um, in Boston, in Suffolk County, the air quality alert that has been in place for the past couple days is now lifted. Air quality levels around uh, Boston and close to the coast um, in Massachusetts are all hovering around moderate, so really not that bad. But as you mentioned, as you go west, it gets worse. Worcester, it's unhealthy. Um, Ware, it's unhealthy. Greenfield, it's unhealthy. North Adams, it's even more unhealthy. Down in Fall River, unhealthy for sensitive groups. If people are curious, you can see these numbers at aqicn.org. AQI stands for the uh, Air Quality Index. And when air quality is unhealthy, that basically means like you could avoid going outdoors. Mm -hmm. um, you should avoid strenuous out activities outdoors. And then if you're older or if like you're a kid or you're, you know, you're watching your kids um, or if you're a teenager or if you have pre-existing conditions, then it is a good idea to really mm -hmm. try to avoid the outdoors or wear a mask. And of course, all of this is because as a result of that smoke, I mean, I think it's pretty basic knowledge that breathing in smoke is is bad for your health. But even more so, there are small particles in this air um, that are pollutants that can really have long term damage damaging health effects and just stuff that you know we unfortunately are going to be dealing with more and more as we continue to see um, these things happen as a result of our changing climate but to that extent we spoke with Dave, meteorologist Dave Epstein earlier this morning first of all he is back in action after being away for a little bit welcome we're happy back, Dave. yes welcome back and he explained to us why we are seeing the effects of fires that are burning so far away from us geographically what's happening is kind of picture this spinning storm that's over the Northeast. And so it's it's spinning kind of stuck. We call it a, a stuck low pressure area or, or a uh, stacked low pressure area. And as the smoke rises into this spinning pool of air, it gets captured and spins down. So because the center of it's over Maine, the spinning part, kind of the left-hand side of that spin is bringing that smoke down across New York. And that's why we have this sort of sharp gradient. So it's like a spoke on a bicycle where it's spinning around and the smoke's getting caught there. And as the smoke continues to billow up across portions of Quebec and Ontario, it gets caught in that plume and, and pushes on down. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we have the strong smoke. I can't believe I actually understand that now. Right? I mean, he it's a very vivid picture. But not only that, I mean, Jeremy, you have firsthand experience covering wildfires out west, which is where 
people or maybe are used to hearing about and, and, and say, OK, well, that happens there. But now it's happening here, of course. Sure. Yeah. P- people listening might not know. But for a few years, my job was essentially covering wildfires in California, some of the worst and the deadliest our country's ever seen. And there we're also just beginning to learn about the long term health effects of everyday people breathing mm. in wildfire smoke. I mean, we've known for a long time that for firefighters, it's bad, but it's a more recent development most likely due to climate change, that we're seeing increased frequency and severity of wildfires leading to haze, smoke being ever-present in people's lives more. This feels abnormal in the Northeast. I mean, people freaking out over the past Mm -hmm. day in New York with these images that have been surfacing online. New York, of any major city in the world, has the worst air quality right now. Wow. And experts are saying that is trends like this are incredible. only going to become more common in the years ahead. Yeah, and it's like, what do you, I mean, we were, um, there. another thing that health experts have been advising if you do have to go outside is to wear an N95 mask, right? Which we're used to now because yeah. of the I pandemic. mean, in Massachusetts, like in Boston in the, right now, you don't have to do exactly. that. Exactly. But yeah. if you're in a place that is designated unhealthy and you have to go outdoors, they're advising you to wear a mask. I was telling you earlier too that I remember like way before the pandemic, I was in Singapore in 2013 mm-hmm. dealing with a very similar situation. There was uh, smoke billing over from, uh, forests that were being burned in Indonesia coming over and so it was all very new like we were watching there they call it the PSI um, mm-hmm. which I cannot remember what that stands for but it's something very similar something maybe. yes yeah. yes yes probably and we were every day it was going up and higher and higher and we were having to wear these masks and we were like oh wow this is so crazy but then now it's sort of the norm and it just kind of makes you wonder like are we going to be seeing this as our climate continues to change? As we're mentioning, is this something that is going to become part of our everyday lives? Keep an eye on air quality over the coming days because these wildfires in Canada aren't going anywhere for the time being. Right now, the EPA's air quality app is more popular than Facebook. So Wow. Hmm. Okay, then. Well, how about it? Well, folks, we are uh, bracing ourselves for the 2024 presidential race. I guess I shouldn't say that so exasperate with so much with such exasperation, <laughs> but I think it happens every I four just, years. It sure does, um, and it's not a surprise. But I think in this day and age. You just don't know. It, it can be a surprise, however the race turns out. Um, we know that at least three people, if not more, um, have announced their candidacies this week, including Chris Christie, Mike Pence, uh, Cornell West as well. So yeah. you have a governor there, a former vice president, and a philosopher, and professor, historian, and political activist. Sounds like the beginning of a joke walking into a bar. <laughs> I mean, you know, it happens every four years, right? So we do have 10 Republicans so far who have put their hat in the ring, um, including former President Donald Trump. Also, President Biden um, launched his re-election bid back in April. And there are other Democrats who are running in spite of that, including Marianne Williamson, who's run before, and RFK Jr. Now, of course, there is a lot on the line. We don't have to tell you that, whether it's the economy, climate, healthcare, education, racial justice, you name it, but also the future of our democracy. We've been talking this week about how we've been seeing book bans in places not only like um, like Florida, but also in our own backyard of Ludlow, Massachusetts. We had that 
reporting from New England Public Media's mm-hmm. Jill Kaufman talking about that and about parents pushing against certain titles with certain themes. Also, attacks on LGBTQ plus rights and racial justice efforts. Um, we have talked about a rise in extremism and white supremacist activity here in Massachusetts and anti-Semitism as well. There are consequential Supreme Court decisions on the line. So much to talk about. <laughs> so I'm going to go vote after hearing all that. <laughs> Good for you, Jeremy. Uh, Well, we are going to be discussing this and more tonight at the Boston Public Library for the latest iteration of the State of Race. I'll be there with a number of panelists, um, including folks like Renee Graham from the Boston Globe and Diana Huang from the Asian American Women's Political Initiative, who we heard from earlier. And here she is talking a little bit just about um, some of those current threats to democracy and how they affect the population that she works with. You know, at all levels at the Supreme Court and all the way down to our legislatures, we're seeing incredibly regressive decisions um, being made by our government. They're throwing us back 50 to 100 years. And for us in particular, what we're seeing is that there's this feeling that anti-Asian hate and violence has gone away since the pandemic. But number one, it hasn't. Um, But also, I think what's scary for us is that it's now being codified into law. So there are a number of anti-alien laws being proposed across the country And she went on to talk about how this is not the first time that we've seen this, right? I mean, we know that the Chinese Exclusion Act was a thing, seems very far away. Um, But she did mention that at that time, or at least in the years to follow, the Supreme Court overturned laws that were perpetuating these ideas. But now we have a a very different looking Supreme Court, a different minded um, Supreme Court. That's a whole other question and situation, right, about the integrity of our political and judicial institutions. And so uh, there is a lot of concern there will certainly be a lot to talk about. Yeah. And for folks who, you know, haven't been too familiar with this event series, the State of Race is hosted by Paris. These events, um, several of them have already happened at the Boston Public Library. It's really cool. You can go sit at the news cafe, uh, cafe, um, news feed <laughs> like cafe, news cafe, yeah, run by GBH and watch Paris have this conversation uh, live. You can also watch it online. I unfortunately won't be there tonight because I'm going to be at the premiere of the new Cirque du Soleil. Uh, yes, that's where right. Democracy won't be on the line, but uh, people might be walking a a tightrope, yeah, Mm -hmm. on the line. Well, not quite the end of democracy, but the end of my comfort with the culinary landscape as we know it. SpongeBob popsicles are dropping the gumdrops that are the eyes of SpongeBob. And Pizza Hut is planning on adding a pickle pizza to their menu. Too baffling. Yeah, I like the pe- the pickle and the pizza. I can understand a little bit better than dropping the gun drops. I mean, also shout out to our producer, Rachel Armani, who loves the SpongeBob popsicles. It's the gum drops were always the draw, right? I mean, you get this ice cream and then at the, when the ice cream is gone, you still have some gum to chew on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, the ice cream isn't even good. It's fruit punch <laughs> it's and <not>. candy flavored. <laughs> fruit punch but and too, candy like flavored. I'm saying that again. Kid, it's so you know. weird. So they're replacing the gumdrop eyeballs now with chocolate eyes. So... The three flavors, I'm going to say one more time. I mean, it sounds romantic. Cotton candy (laughs) and chocolate eyes. What sort of taste does that end up leaving in your mouth? Maybe like a like chocolate bubble gum. I don't know. You I might don't have know. a slice of pickle. If anybody tries it, please do let us know. Well, Talk- a number of things are happening today at 11 o'clock on Summer Street Plaza. It's going to be the downtown Boston Arts Market. And then at noon at the South Garden um, at the Prudential Center, the performers of the Berkeley College of Music are going to be performing outdoors. And a number of farmer markets, including the Brookline one at 1.30 p.m. That is what's on tap for Thursday, June 8th, 2023. I'm Jeremy Siegel. And I'm Paris Alston. This is GBH News. Thank you.
GBH. 